Hello, welcome to the Get Me Ready to Sell podcast. I'm Jeff Jones with eXp Realty, and I'll be your guide as we navigate all the different elements involved in getting your home sold. We're going to kick off our very first podcast with the top 10 list that sellers need to know about getting their home sold. So stick around. We'll be right back. Are you feeling uncertain about selling your home? Do you wonder what needs to be done to get it sold, what you could sell it for, and how to get an acceptable offer? If that's the case, then Get Me Ready to Sell is the podcast just for you. Your host, Jeff Jones, is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur, and he can help you gain the confidence you deserve to successfully sell your home. Here's Jeff. As I said in the introduction, this is our very first podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in, listening, watching, wherever you get podcasts. I'm grateful for that. I want to give you all the information you need to make good decisions so that you're confident in your home selling ability. Whether you do it on your own or use a real estate agent. I'm a real estate agent. I'm a realtor. So of course, I would like you to use a realtor. But regardless, you need to be prepared to get your home sold. So let's take a look at this top 10 list. The number one tip is to prepare your property to be sold. That's the interior and the exterior. You may need to replace some things or repair some things. You have a leaky faucet. It may need to be replaced or it could just be repaired. Maybe your chimney hasn't been used or cleaned in a while. It needs to be checked out if there's any repair work that needs to happen. Your landscape may need to be done. Do you have some bushes that didn't survive the winter that need to be trimmed back? Do you need to add some color, pick up some sticks, get rid of some limbs, just some gentle general curb appeal to make your house look appealing. Do you need to remove some stuff? Declutter what's in the house. Maybe there's debris in the yard that needs to be removed. And speaking of decluttering, you know, I tell sellers when they're ready to sell their house, they know they're moving out. We don't know if their house is going to be on the market for only two or three days or two or three months or four or five months. But what I suggest to them is to have their house ready and live in it as if they were a guest. Get rid of all the personal stuff that they have in there, especially if it's a lot of things. A lot of decluttering needs to take place. You don't want to get buyers confused about all the different things you have in there and then they can't see their own pieces of furniture, their own decorations in the home because you have too much in there. doesn't have to be a blank home, but it just needs to be minimal stuff in there so your stuff's not all over the place. Preparing your home is a critical first step in getting your home sold because the preparation process gets it ready to potential buyers. That's what you want. You want buyers to see pictures or to see videos or when they even walk in, you want them to see a house that's been ready for them. Not just, oh, by the way, company's coming over, you know, and nobody's cleaned anything in a couple of months. The toilet seats are all up. Trash is overflowing. You don't want those things. Get your home prepared because preparing your home sets you up for the second tip and that is to price it right. You need to price your home for buyers. Don't necessarily look at what you want to get for the home, but price it so that buyers would be interested. I don't mean a lowball price. I mean a good market price. You need to set it for a price that if I was bringing a buyer and I was doing research, I wouldn't say, oh, this house is way underpriced. We need to jump on it. Or this house is way overpriced. I don't think that we need to go take a look at it because if the seller is at this price, they're probably not going to negotiate forty dollars or $50,000 off. Just keep in mind that 
that you need to price it right. Pricing it right begins with researching comparable homes in your area to determine a competitive asking price. So how do you find out about those homes? Homes close to yours in your neighborhood are as similar to yours as possible. That's what you want to find. And you may have to go outside of your neighborhood to find homes, but you want to do some research and find what homes in your area have sold. What are they selling for now? What's on the market and what are people asking for those homes? You can find that information, but you're also going to have to know what homes like yours have sold for. Not just what they're listed for right now, but what they've sold for. You may live in a non-disclosure state, meaning that what homes sold for is not made public. Mississippi, the state I'm in, happens to be one of those states. Your state may or may not be. When you look up homes on websites and you can see what's on the market, you're trying to look for what's already sold. And in a non-disclosure state, you're not going to see that amount because it's not made public. And the non-disclosure states as of now, this is March of 2023, Alaska, Idaho, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, various counties in Missouri, Montana, New Mexico, North Dakota, Texas, Utah, and Wyoming. Those states don't disclose what homes or properties sold for. They don't disclose it to the public. However, it is disclosed in the realtor community through the MLS, the multi-listing service. If you're engaged with a real estate agent, they have that information. So it's easy for me to find that information because it's recorded. It's not recorded for homes that were for sale by owners. So a neighbor across the street sold their home for sale by owner. That property may not be public and it would be a great one to know. So unless you can get them to tell you, you, it's going to be hard to find out exactly what that home sold for. So just know that you need to price your home right and look at it this way. Pretend that you're a buyer. See yourself as a buyer who happens to know every detail about your home. Would you pay what you're asking? That's a great place to start. Prepare your property, price it right, and then promote the property. Once it's ready, and once you've got a good market price for it, you need to begin promoting that property. And promoting that property starts with high quality photographs. If you're not a good photographer, don't go cheap on the photographs. Get them professionally made. High resolution photographs. You need to make sure that they record a good perspective of the home outside and inside. So show those best features. Don't skew things. Don't have photos edited where the walls are different colors, those types of things because it's misleading to the public. There's some businesses that offer virtual staging. It's okay as long as you identify in your pictures that some pictures were virtually staged. If it's an empty dining room and they put a dining room table in there, they put some things in the kitchen, they put a bedroom together for an empty room. So it's okay to use the virtual staging just as long as you identify it. So you got pictures, you got video, that could be you walking through the house. If you can do a drone, make sure you know you get some some images of the roof and kind of spin around and see the neighborhood. There are opportunities for you to do a 360 guided tour or somebody who's actually watching it can take their screen and move it around and go through a door over there to a different room and jump back in here. Then they're able to look at a 3D rendering of the layout of the home. That's really accurate. It may not be 100% accurate, but it's really accurate.
accurate. And then in promoting your property, you also want to utilize the online platforms. There are the multi-listing services that you can get access to through realtors. There are realtor.com, Zillow, a ton of online sources, plus the social media sites. You want to make sure that potential buyers have access to the information. So prepare it, price it, promote it, those three things. And over the next several podcasts, we're going to be diving into each one of those in much more detail. Now, once you've done all that, you need to get buyers in. How do you do that? Well, you can have some open houses. You can invite people to come in with a live open house, let them view the property in person, and encourage them to imagine themselves in your home. You can also offer an open house virtually. There's online platforms that will allow you to actually do kind of like a FaceTime, where you're actually able to walk through the home, showing it to folks that are interested in it, whether it's a recorded that's just played for them, or you're doing it live where you don't have people actually come in, but you're promoting yourself out there like a live broadcast from inside your home to get buyers in. Number five tip, highlight the neighborhood. Some areas you may have a really distinct neighborhood that you can highlight and promote. Others, if you're in a subdivision that's got 15 or 20 homes, it's kind of hard to promote the neighborhood. You can promote the region though. Emphasize the desirable features of the neighborhood or the town that you're in. Uh, Proximity to schools, shops, parks, all these other kind of amenities. Now you need to be aware of though, When you're working with an agent, you need to be aware that all the marketing materials have to comply with non-discriminatory guidelines. Talking about a home or a property being within walking distance of a park or a bus stop or shopping is seen as discriminatory to those who have a disability with walking. They're in a wheelchair or they're paralyzed. They're not even in a wheelchair. So you can't say things like within walking distance, you know, you can walk within five minutes to the park. You can't disclose those types of things. You can't use that in marketing. At least a real estate agent can't. As an individual, you're free to do those, but real estate agents can't do those things. Check the laws in your area to see what all those are. Number six, be flexible with showings. Make it as easy as possible for buyers, for prospective buyers, to view the property by accommodating their schedules. You may not be able to do this 100% of the time. If someone in your home works nights and they sleep days, they might need to find somewhere else to sleep for a few days, especially early on when the house first comes on the market. You might need to block out times if your family eats dinner every night from five to six, you block all those out, but make sure that you're making your home available because the bottom line is you put it on the market because you want to get it sold. And the only way to get it sold is to get offers. And to get offers, you got to get eyes on the property. So make it easy for them to see. And so keep it appealing to potential buyers all the time. You need to be ready at all times. You may get a phone call when it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you're at work, you're not getting home until five o'clock and you know it was a late night the night before, the dirty dishes are still out, the beds didn't get made and somebody wants to come see your house at four o'clock. Wow, you know, it wasn't ready for them. You either have to put them off or they get to see all that stuff. Really wouldn't bother me so much. My wife wouldn't want people in the house. That's just, you know, you know how you are. Plus, real estate agents kind of aren't happy with all that. They want your house presented well because they're representing a buyer and they're going to be paid a professional services fee more than likely for working with that buyer and securing them a home that they're looking for. So they also want it appealing so that the buyer is interested and doesn't turn their nose up at it because of some dirty dishes being left out. 
Well, once you get into all this and people are looking at the house and you're beginning to get offers, you need to be open to negotiations. Be prepared to negotiate on price, closing costs, closing date, and other terms that come up. Accepting an offer is just the beginning. You need to be prepared to negotiate specifically after the inspection, assuming the buyer got a home inspection, and after the appraisal, if there's a lender involved and sometimes the buyer just requested it, that they have a contingency to get an appraisal. You could have some negotiations after those, regardless of what you set up front, as is, anything else like that, uh, the buyer still may come back and try to negotiate with you on some terms. Just keep in mind that is a $500 deal or a $1,000 deal enough to kill it and your home to go back on the market. Anyway, you need to be prepared, be open to negotiations. Number eight, disclose any potential issues. Almost every state in the United States has a seller disclosure law regarding property disclosures. If you're selling your home, you have to disclose what you know about the property. It's only right. I mean, if you're buying a property, don't you want to know how old the HVAC system is? If the roof had ever been replaced? Had there ever been a fire or a flood? You need to disclose all those things. There are certain things federally that you have to disclose. If it was built before 1978, you'd have to disclose that there's the potential for lead-based paint to be in the home. But be transparent about any issues you know with the property. I heard recently from a closing attorney that said an inspector found soot in a roof rafter up in the attic when he was inspecting the property. And uh, there wasn't anything else around but just some soot on some rafters. And the seller said, oh yeah, I forgot we had a kitchen fire about five years ago, but everything got replaced. Well, that killed the deal. Seller didn't disclose on the disclosure form at the very beginning, and the buyer wondered what else the seller might have forgotten about. Make sure you disclose so that a deal doesn't get derailed and you have to start all over again because you forgot something. Tell what you know about the house. Number nine. Hire a real estate agent. Now, hold on a second. I know I'm a real estate agent. It's not just about helping me get paid, but you might want somebody to do all this stuff for you. An agent can help you prepare your property, price your property, and promote your property. They can handle the negotiations on your behalf. And a real estate agent is 100% on your side to get you a successful deal that closes and lets you move on with whatever reason you're selling your home, what you're moving next. If you're downsizing, if you're relocating, if it's not even your home, but you inherited it, you got it from an estate, you just need a new buyer in there. Hiring an agent, according to the National Association of Realtors, gets sellers more money than if they sell on their own. You can navigate all this headache on your own. There's no laws that forbid that, but you just might want somebody else taking care of that for you so that you don't have to. Explore your options about hiring a real estate agent. Number 10, be patient. Selling a home can take time. We came out of a market in 2021 and the early part of 2022 when pretty much before a home got on the market, there were 20 offers on it already. Uh, I'm being a little sarcastic there, but if a home went on the market on Thursday, chances are by Saturday morning, there were already 20 or 30 offers. Some of those offers could have been for 10, 20, 40, $50,000 over the asking price. And they also could have waived an inspection, waived an appraisal. We're not in that market anymore. We're in a little bit normal of a market, at least right now in 2023 in March. So it could take some
some time. Homes in my particular market in Northwest Mississippi are taking on average 60 something days on the market before they go under contract. Last year, 2021 and 2022, they were taking about 14 days on being on the market before they went under contract on average. Stay focused on the goal of finding a buyer who's going to make you an offer. Don't give up. Don't get impatient. If you're working with a real estate agent, let them do their job. So those are the 10 tips for selling your home. Let's recap one more time. Prepare the property, price it right, promote the property, get buyers in, highlight the neighborhood, be flexible with showings, be open to negotiations, disclose any potential issues, hire a real estate agent, and be patient. Those are our 10 tips. We're going to dive in more depth into each of those over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about what's the difference in a realtor and a real estate agent. How do you fire a real estate agent? If you hire one, stay tuned for that one. But for our next four podcasts we have coming up, let me tell you what's coming up. What buyers are looking for. Don't you want to know what home buyers are looking for? That way you can hopefully provide that. Then we're going to dive in a full episode devoted to preparing your home, an episode devoted to pricing your home, and an episode devoted to promoting your home. Well, that's our podcast for today. Check out readytosellscore.com to discover how ready you might already be to get your home sold. We'll dive in next podcast to what buyers want. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Get Me Ready to Sell. I hope that you'll find value in these podcasts as we do one each week on different topics about helping you get ready to sell your home. Other than being a realtor, what makes me an expert in this, someone that you should listen to? Well, my wife and I have purchased six primary residences in our 38 years almost of being married. We know what it's like to go through the process of getting your home ready, finding a price for your home, promoting your home, and getting it sold. Three of those homes that we sold, we used a real estate agent. I only remember one of those because we were friends with her for years before we ever even thought about selling our home. The other two homes that we sold, we did it for sale by owner. We didn't think we had enough equity in the homes to get a real estate agent involved in paying the professional services fees to utilize their services. Plus, I feel like I'm fairly intelligent. I think I know what I'm doing. I can do the research and figure all this out. This was way before Google or way before any YouTube video helps. I thought I could do it on my own and we did it on our own and it worked for a few years, but we didn't sell them correctly. Both of those homes came back to us, not in great condition and at about the same time. It made us almost lose everything. I wish that we had involved a real estate agent in the process for every one of these homes. And I wish I had done a better job of vetting those real estate agents that we did use and understanding who they were. I can't even remember their names right now. That's not good. I hope that you can find some benefit in what I'm sharing with you that I've learned professionally as I've been trained to be a real estate agent and through my own personal experience of selling homes and helping others sell their homes. I want to let leverage all of that knowledge and experience to serve you, to help you so that you can have the confidence you need to move forward to sell your home. There are so many micro decisions that you have to make in selling your home that any one of them can cause you stress and cause you some uncertainty. I want you to be certain. I want you to be confident. I want to be able to help you get your home sold. I want to give you a little bit of my time to have a conversation about what you need to get your home sold. Even if you think it's going to be a year or two 
before you sell, let's have a conversation. All you have to do is go to meetjeffnow.com and select schedule a call with Jeff. We'll take about 15 minutes to talk about your plans, your dreams, what you're thinking about selling your home. I'll offer you what I can to help you get a little bit further along in that process. If you're in my market, I would love to be able to help you get your home sold when you're ready. And if you're not in my market, I hope that you'd give me the opportunity to find an agent who you can trust to help you sell your home if you choose to use a real estate agent. Now, the agent that I would help you find would be an agent that I would trust my mother-in-law with. Now, why my mother-in-law not my own mom? Well, if something goes wrong with my mom, you're only dealing with me. Something goes wrong with my mother-in-law, I'm dealing with my wife. Makes a huge difference. I want to help you either get your home sold or find someone who can help you get your home sold. Just go to meetjeffnow.com, schedule a call with me, and we'll have a conversation. You can also check the link below or scan the QR code that takes you directly to the site. I look forward to having a conversation with you and seeing how I can help you be confident in this home selling process. By the way, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about what buyers are looking for so you can begin preparing your house through the lens of what a buyer might see. And in future episodes, we'll be talking with some professionals in the industry that can give you some tips and insights on what you need to get your home sold. Have a blessed day.